Name that tune, everybody. Can anyone name that tune? No, there's not a prize. And if there were, would you write in to get it? No, you wouldn't. So fuck off. And thanks for the no iTunes reviews. You guys are, you guys are the best. I got the best listeners in the history of the world. Because you know what? I don't deserve an iTunes review. Just because I'm pretty consistently putting out shows now does not mean I deserve your iTunes reviews. Oh, Rainbow donated again. Yet again. My best good friends and sister wives, Rainbow and Lisa, have put some money into this show, which I am going to use to pay for the Skype, which allows me to call my best good friend Sugar and produce the other podcast on this feed, Spoonful of Sugar, in case you were hoping to listen to me mistake David Suzuki for an Inuit person. That's what you're missing over there. Sex talk and David Suzuki. (laughs) That's what we have to offer. Anyway, the point being that you have to take this entire show with a grain of salt. Okay, now speaking of salt, my mom is supposed to be on a low-salt diet, which she feels is bullshit. And she, there's nothing wrong with her, and she doesn't need a low-salt diet. And we are uh, doing what she calls elder abusey, which makes me laugh pretty hard. But here's the best part. There's been this whole salt saga over the past couple of years about no salt, low salt. She wants salt. Where's the salt? She found the box of salt I hid at her house and then proceeded to fill up, I don't know, 85 salt shakers. Like, why do we even have that many salt shakers? But she's so dumb that she didn't, like, just take a bit of out of the box every time she wanted it. She just filled up a bunch of salt shakers and hid the salt. So then I realized she had found it. Anyway, the best part of this whole salt shenanigan saga is that my sister was talking to the heart failure clinic and the heart failure clinic nurse is like, oh, just get her the no salt. It looks like salt. It tricks you into thinking that it actually is salt. So my sister went out and got some. But like the best part is, this is the best part. I am just grinning ear to ear. I find this so fucking funny. I told my sister to tell my mom not to tell me about the salt and to hide it. So she thinks this no salt is actually salt and is like... (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I just find this so amusing. She thinks it's actually salt, so she's not telling me about it. But I'm like, periodically, I'm like, hey, like, you don't call me every 18 minutes complaining about how you don't have salt anymore. What, like, what's going on? Have you learned to cook without it? Oh, yeah, I don't need salt anymore. It's not good for your body. I mean, I can cook without it now. Meanwhile, she thinks she's got this gigantic stash of salt. And today I just went to her house and she was bitching. Oh, put some salt in there. I'm like, I don't have any salt. We're going to have to have it without salt. Soon as I leave the house. My sister texted me that uh, my mom put her quote-unquote salt into the tomato sauce I made. Oh, the hijinks, my friends. It's it's just never-ending. And she, you know what? My mom did dishes today for the first time in I don't know how long. And she says that the Virgin Mary has cured her. And she's been praying and praying for a long time. So she feels like the Virgin Mary has finally come through. I didn't dare tell her that the Virgin Mary is a fucking medical impossibility because she's Catholic. And you know what? That's none of my business. That is none of my concern. So if she feels like the quote unquote Virgin Mary has cured her, who am I to stand in the way of that? I've got audio of her washing dishes and singing in Italian. It's for me. Less for you, more for me. But maybe it'll help you get to know my new and improved Virgin Mary cured mother a little bit better. So hold on one quick sec.
Okay, that sounded like total shit. But you know what? It's for me. Less for you. More for me. Mind your own business, okay? Thanks for the iTunes reviews. Quality's just shot through the fucking roof here, okay? All right, I got a couple of questions I put out on the Facebook fan page that none of you belong to. Uh, questions for me, myself, and I, because I was supposed to record today with Sugar, but Sugar got busy, and that's okay. Sometimes life gives you lemons, and then you make lemonade. So here we are enjoying it. When life gives you lemons, you make some fucking lemonade. Okay. And when life gives you sad, soft, flaccid pickles, you make million-dollar relish. Am I right? Am I right? No? Fuck off. Patty asked how we're going to work Halloween this year, and the answer to that is I have no fucking idea. It's about a month away. It's on a Saturday for the first time in, I don't know, a bajillion years, which is very exciting. I hope my staunchly middle-class suburban neighborhood decides, hey, man, kids are only kids for such a very short time, and things we give out for Halloween would be in a wrapper, okay? And we could all wear masks. And the best part is we could take that bag of candy and tell the kids, look, we're going to put this bag of candy in the fridge for a week. And when we're done with that, you can eat it. Because I don't see anything wrong with that, but I'm also not a microbiologist. And I really have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. I just feel like we've taken so much from these kids in order to protect them that can't we just let them have a little fun? Like if everybody just wears a mask at their door when they open the door and plunk some candy into their kids' bags. Like, is that so wrong? Does anybody actually know anything? I don't know if they're canceling it. And there's so much shame culture in this neighborhood. We have a a Facebook page that's supposed to be about the community in this little neighborhood. And all it ends up being is a ton of, like, shaming other people, which is basically what the internet is for. I, it just gets quite tiresome. So I'm sure someone will come up with something. And if you give out candy, I'm sure they're going to firebomb your house or whatever all of these Karens are going to do. I think I'm a Karen. I feel pretty Karen-like sometimes. Like, there are times when I go into a store and I'm like, I just want someone to look at me funny so I can scream my fucking head off until they call the cops. Because I just have, like, not because of anything that's happened in the store, just because of all my pent-up rage. That's, that's about it. So anyway, Patty, to answer your question, I would say I have no fucking idea. But if it were up to me, I would say let the kids have fucking Halloween. We can take precautions. Everyone can wear a mask can leave the candy alone so any kind of weird microbes just dies after about a week. I mean, what the fuck can live on a candy bar wrapper outside of a week? If we're careful, I feel like we can do it. Also, just to reiterate, not a fucking microbiologist. I'm not a doctor. I am not David Suzuki. I have no idea what's going on around me, generally speaking, at any given fucking time. Okay? So there's that. And then Kendra asked what the back-to-school plan was. Oh, wait, let me get the exact question. Are the kids back in school and how is that going? I only have one kid going into grade three. And don't get me wrong, that freaks me out every day because a lot of time has passed since I was pregnant. That uh, I, It's unbelievable. But I took him to his first day. He's only had one day at school. They're kind of doing a graduated thing alphabetically so that everybody has a chance to go to school with just a small amount of kids to kind of get used to the new routines. And he's like, I have to wash my hands seven times a day. It's like, dude, you should be doing that anyway. <laughs> Go to the bathroom, wash your hands. Before lunch, you wash your hands. After lunch, you wash your hands. It's just kind of a good habit. So he's irritated with that. But he does like that they're making recesses. Instead of multiple shorter breaks, they're having fewer longer breaks, which he's a fan of. Because they only gave him 15 minutes to eat his lunch before. And now he has a full half hour. That's 
15 minutes for anyone to eat is difficult. Never mind a bunch of chatty little kids. That would be quite difficult. And masks for him technically are not mandatory because he's in grade three and in Winnipeg. I don't know about the whole of Canada, but in Winnipeg, you have to wear a mask from grade four to grade 12. They're mandatory. But for kids in grade three, they are not mandatory. However, I told him he has to wear a mask and the teacher has spaced the kids out through three different classes. So his class of like whatever, 25, has now been spread into three different classrooms and they're all more than six feet away. So in the class itself, no one has to wear a mask as long as they sit at their assigned seat, which is spaced very well from all the other kids. But anytime he's in an area where they're kind of in a transition area where they're going through a hallway or whatever or going outside to play, he will be wearing his mask because I have asked that of him even though it's not mandatory, because let's limit any possible interactions with any viruses. And school just started last week, and there's already been one case in a high school of a kid in grade seven who I assume is going to be the COVID kid for the rest of his fucking life, I'm sure, because like grade seven is a hard year. Not this kid's fault, not his parents' fault. They told him he was asymptomatic. I don't even know how he got tested because they aren't testing asymptomatic people here. Sent him to school, he got the results, had to go home. He was positive, but they wanted him to assume his regular life. Like, oh my God, it, what is three days? He, could, he couldn't have stayed home for three days, but they told him, go to school, wait for the results. Like, fuck, I don't know. Again, not a doctor. I'm not sure. It just seemed shitty. And I feel bad for that kid. Anyway, so I think I've covered all of that. He, his teacher's very nice. She was wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask. Everyone's wearing a mask. I feel like my neighborhood, there are way more people wearing masks than not, which is, I guess, reassuring in a way. I don't know. I just, it's weird. It's a weird, weird world right now, isn't it? Wow, that's a pretty long show I've got cooking here. Okay, I'm going to let you guys go really quick in just a second. Hold on, calm down. Let's just, let's just snuggle up here, okay? I have started Winapalooza number three, which consists of me making wine out of grapes. And this year I'm only making white. Fascinating, I know. But when you make white wine, it's very beneficial to take the grapes off the stem. And that's very tedious, annoying, labor-intensive work that Sarah split with me up until the point where I caused a massive fight and then she left for a while because... I'm an obnoxious person that uh, is unlovable. But she came back. She's like, I'm over it if you are. Like, if you're ever going to look for a partner in life, you need someone who can understand your fuck up Do you know what I mean? We're all fucked up in our own very special ways. We all have hashtag triggers and things that piss us off. Like, I don't like feeling like I'm micromanaged. Even if the person who I feel is micromanaging me is just trying to help. It's years of unionized work where I can't stand people watching me work. Whether it's somebody very innocently standing behind me at an apartment panel, jingling their keys. Like I, there is some kind of Pavlovian response I have about the key jingle and sighing behind me that makes me just want to like grab that person and put them in a headlock and just run into a fucking wall. Like I remember one time I was pregnant. There was some blood. I had some bleeding in my pregnancy. I think I was like three and a half, four months along. 
And I struggled that day because I got scared. You know, it's a scary thing when you're pregnant and there's a little bit of blood on your toilet paper. Alarming. You don't want that. That's not something you want. And I called my obstetrician's office and the very nice receptionist said, did you have sex last night? And I said, well, what kind of sex? Because I'm gay. And she said, oh, uh, penetrative sex. And I said, no, I did not. And she's like, oh, okay, well, that can cause bleeding. And I was like, that's useful information that doesn't apply to me. But okay. So she basically told me to just, you know, keep checking on it. And if it's persistent to call her back, otherwise she booked me an appointment for like, I don't know, three days later, which I felt was not useful. And I carried on my day. I stayed at work because like I am the kind of person who will fester and fester and nitpick and uh, drive myself absolutely insane. So I kept working and I was late because I kept going to the bathroom every hour and a half to check. And lucky me, it stopped bleeding. But I'll never forget this one particular old folks home. And there is something you need to know about as we age. I don't know if it's generational. I don't know if it's going to happen to you and I when we hit like 65, 75 years old, where like male is like catnip for old people. Like, I don't know what they're expecting. They always say, oh, do you have my love letter? And I'm always like, <laughs> and another thing, please, maybe you don't know. Allow me to provide you with a PSA from every male man in every culture, in every country in the world. We have heard no bills, <laughs> like 10,000 fucking times. It's, it's probably like, if you said it to me today, it's probably not even the first fucking time I have heard that or only checks or this one's my favorite. I actually had a rebuttal for this one because usually I just laugh and laugh. Like it's the funniest fucking thing I have ever heard in my entire life. But the other day, some guy said to me, do you have my big check? And I just looked at him and I'm like, Ed McMahon's dead. We don't do that anymore. And he looked at me and then I started laughing because I, I know I'm serious and just kind of deadpanned him. But he just look, looked at me like, oh, shit. <laughs> look, sometimes you've got to amuse yourselves. But just please stop saying no bills and dumb shit like that. Another thing you could do is be like, hey, cross my lawn. I've had a few people in this lovely new neighborhood that I'm working in. Cross my lawn anytime you want. And then if you're feeling really, really nice to your mailman, you could shovel. Okay, this is this is like expert level awesome male recipient you could shovel a path for them across your lawn but that's only if you're extra super awesome which you know it's going to be hard anybody who has ever done that for me i would fight a drunk moose to get those people their mail do you understand what i'm saying and i mean that whatever it takes anything at all you got it baby what song is that i'll find it i will find that song okay let's get back to the story you may think i have no idea what's fucking going on here and you may think i don't remember what story i started 45 minutes ago and you may be right except i do remember for once i don't know that i could ever repeat this having said all that what's the point nothing the point is i'm bleeding picture it winnipeg november 2011 and I'm late to get to this old folks home, quote unquote late. I'm sure if you're old and you're sitting by the mailboxes waiting for me to come, I would have been an hour and a half, quote unquote, late, later than the regular guy. So I get there and I have to open up all these panels and then people hear the mail panels start opening and they all just kind of like swarm the, the mailbox area. All of them jingling their keys and sighing, oh, the mail's really late today. Oh, she's really late. The mail never gets here this late. 
Oh, the mail's just getting here now. Oh, wow. And, you know, like, I, I just, I feel like I've had a stressful day, pregnant, a little bit of blood on the toilet paper, been accused of having heterosexual sex, which I didn't appreciate. And these people, these old, old, old people, and someday I hope to be one. Don't get me wrong. I'm not an ageist. I just, I really hope I get there. I get to be a burden to my kids and my wife. I really do. I just, I, I had had enough of them. I had had enough of the day. I had had enough of life at that point, and I was fucking exhausted. And I turned around, and I put my hands out in like a, what the fuck do you want? Or let me just chat on my mom. What the fuck are you wanting? And I went like this. <laughs> and then they, they kind of all were like, because, uh, you know, there is a crazy woman who's here very late. And she just basically yelled at you all. And then I hear the receptionist. Okay, give her some space now, everyone. She could just use a little bit of space. Which I'm assuming she's thinking I'm going to go postal and pull a gun from somewhere. Maybe my uterus. <sighs> and that was the most mailman I've ever mailmaned in the history of mailmanning. Just in case you were wondering. Okay, that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much for bearing with me. Sorry about the No Sugar podcast this week. But we'll get to it. Maybe we'll do one next week. Hey, and there's this. Pile of garbage and nothing. You're welcome. Okay, if you need to be change of address pod at gmail.com. You can friend me on Facebook. You can join the Change of Address Facebook fan page if you like. Or if you're 65 and older and want to, for some reason, change your physical address on a Facebook page. That's exactly where you need to be. Find me there. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. For now. And that's about it. So thanks for having me. I had a wonderful time. I hope you enjoy your week. I hope your COVID numbers go down. I hope your mom's almost as awesome as my mom. I'm about to play a quick little story from my mom. It's a recording. You're going to love it. I understand that she can be a little difficult to understand. Please allow myself to introduce myself. So she's telling a story about meeting my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law saying, oh, please forgive my son. He banged his head at birth. So if you ever have any problems with him, that's why. And I'm just like, so not only am I my mother's daughter, I am my grandmother's granddaughter. Because I feel like dark senses of humor run in this family, clearly. Both sides. Both sides. Okay. Hold on for that. And if you need anything, just leave an iTunes review. Not hard. Okay. So if you want anything at all, iTunes review. Knock, knock. Who's there? That's right. iTunes review. You you haven't left one yet. Like, I just, I don't see what's so fucking hard about it. I really don't. You found out how to subscribe? Click the five fucking stars. Leave a message. You could be like, hey, this show's good sometimes. Once. Fuck off. Okay, okay, here's my mom. Okay, love you. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. So I used to tell my husband when he was mad, but you want to tell me to forgive you because you made me hurt when you were born.